You're listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a resource to equip the church to make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, and welcome to season two of the More and Better Disciples podcast. I'm your host, Keith Caps, here with Phil Kramer, lead pastor of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Feels so good to be back. Keith, man, it seemed like forever. I know. Uh, summer has come and almost gone, although it is still pretty hot. I don't know. In the 90s, I had to put a sweat top on this morning when I left the house. That's true. That's true. I, I went out yesterday, and there was just the slightest cool breeze. Um, Teaser. And I, it was. And then I looked at the forecast this morning and saw 100s next week again. So um, I, I read a thing yesterday that said... Uh, I walked outside and I ran into Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, fall is just around the corner and we're excited to get kicked off with the new season of More and Better Disciples podcast. But that also means football season is back, baby. Yes, it is. Go Bucks. I don't know about all that. Uh, the Titans, I think, uh, are looking pretty, pretty good this year so far, but it's the preseason. Who knows? Uh, but speaking of football, big game here in Garland County this past week as Lakeside, the Rams, Historic. upset. It, it was. They upset the Lake Hamilton Wolves. First time in 25 years, mm. I hear. Uh, but, uh, yeah, exciting time uh, in so the So Lakeside community. won. Does that mean the Cowboys have a chance to go all the way this year? Hey, Anything's possible with God. That's right. Anything's so, possible. <laughs> That's right. That's right. A little shout out to our friend, Pastor Rob. Uh, go Cowboys uh, for him. But man, what a great weekend on campus here. Um, had Membership Matters and then continuing our series, Word Wars. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Word Wars is going great. It's being received very well by our folks, just highly relevant. Uh, I appreciate our creative team helping me with the Star Wars theming as well. Although there were several disappointed faces out in the congregation when I came out with a lightsaber this past Sunday, but I was not dressed like Darth Vader. So, you know, we're trying to please everyone, but that's not always possible. Yeah, I, I'm not sure um, what it would have been like if you went fully dark side on a Sunday morning. So that might be more of a Wednesday night yeah, thing. Yeah, more of a Wednesday so. <laughs> night thing. No, but it's been great. I love this series. Uh, the Bible, it just it's a reminder of how relevant the Bible is. I mean, when you look at the book of Proverbs... It could have been written yesterday with, with the same kind of theming, timeless, absolutely timeless. So that it's it's a great, great series, and so many people have said, man, this is this is hitting me right where I'm at in my life. Yeah, and I have to admit, um, it's it's been uh, very convicting for me too. In fact, just the other day, um, I was talking with a coworker and you know made a joke, not nothing off colored or anything, but just kind of a, a jabbing joke, and um, then realized, hey, you know, m maybe that uh, that shouldn't have uh, been said that way. So I had to go back and apologize. Expensive humor. Uh, that's look right. Out for it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so um, yeah, definitely something uh, worth thinking about and talking about uh, how we use our words. But we're going to dig into um, what we're going to talk about this fall on the podcast, and we're going to start today with just a recap and overview of our purpose here at Crossgate, right? And so that is that we make more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. I love that, and we say it all the time. Um, hopefully, it's starting to sink in, and hopefully, the people that have, are listening have heard that before. But, Phil, I want to ask you, just kind of at the basic level, what exactly is a disciple? Well, I've got to think about that for a minute, Keith, because I'm, you know, it's not like we haven't 
defined it at Crossgate Church? Actually, I love that you asked that question because we have defined it. And as, as I was told when I went through the uh, Bonhoeffer Project uh, discipleship cohort, there's probably less than 2 to 3% of all churches that have taken the time to actually define what they mean by disciple. We talk about it all the time. We use the word all the time. We're going to make disciples or we're going to discipleship classes or Jesus and his disciples. But very few churches have taken the, the steps to def- clearly define what they mean. Of course, we have, and that definition is that a disciple is a growing follower of Jesus who lives and loves like Jesus and leads others to follow him. And of course, the old saying goes, if you don't have a target, you're not going to hit anything. And so that's exactly what our target is. We try to keep that in front of our congregation on a regular basis. I love the fact that when I when I recite the definition of disciple on Sunday mornings, I can look across the worship center and see a lot of lips moving. Hopefully they're saying the same words that I'm saying. Uh, but that said, I do believe that through repetition and clarity and application, uh, the definition of a disciple has been enculturated at Crossgate Church. Yeah, I absolutely agree, and I love that definition. I, I think it is is great, and it's not something that we just came up with, right? It's something that's based in the scriptures. Um, but okay, so that defines the disciple. But another question we could ask is why more and better disciples? Where do we actually get that purpose statement from? Why did why did we land on that particular one? Well, the shorter answer is I stole it from another pastor. No, oh. uh, I, I heard that uh, several years ago, and I thought that is fantastic. It really is. And uh, you know, by the way, we have some degree of license as pastors. I remember hearing Adrian Rogers say years ago. He said, "If my bullet fits your gun, then shoot it." And I didn't get that from Adrian Rogers, the more and better disciples. But I will tell you, when I heard that, I said, "I said that is exactly what I what I want." in terms of a nutshell representation of the Great Commission, right? So more and better disciples flows directly out of the Great Commission, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20, where Jesus said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. So you think about it. More disciples means bringing more people to faith in Jesus Christ, just like this young man who prayed to receive Christ on Saturday afternoon and had a chance to talk and sit with him and pray with him. And uh, he was thrilled to be able to trust Christ and get his salvation settled. So we, we endeavor to see more people come to Jesus, making a profession of, of faith, coming to a saving knowledge of Christ. And yet at the same time, we're also fully committed to making better disciples in that we're not just interested in, in either, one, having someone just quote-unquote pray the prayer and then just stagnate for the rest of their life. Uh, But rather, what we want to see is people who truly are growing, which again, everything is interrelated here. I mean, it's like a discipleship web, uh, because when we talk about more and better disciples, we're talking about growing followers of Jesus, not stagnant followers of Jesus. Uh, But at the same time, you think about the, the Great Commission is about leading people to Jesus, but specifically the second half says, well, Jesus says, teaching them to obey you know, the greatest form of worship is obedience. And so to obey Jesus and all the things that he's taught us means that we're going to live and love like Jesus. And as Robbie Gallaty has often said, with reference to the Great Commission, his final words become our first work. And I remember specifically when I was in this uh, discipleship cohort, and, and then one of the things they challenged us to do was to come up with a definition of a disciple. That's where I 
that's where I came up with this definition of a disciple, uh, probably about a year before I came to Crossgate Church. Uh, but one of the one of the requirements was if you do not have an outward missional aspect of your definition of a disciple, it is inadequate. And so I could have said a growing follower of Jesus who lives and loves like Jesus. Boom. And most people would say, well, that's pretty good. But I had to add that other phrase and leads others to follow him. Right. So. So our obedience in becoming better disciples means we're going to be leading more people and, and, and making more disciples. So I gave you the short answer, and now there's the long answer. And by the way, I did get a custom license plate from the state of Arkansas that says M-A-B-D. It's the only one in the entire state. So if you see that driving down the road, you can say, there goes the disciple maker. Yes, that that's awesome. Um, and I think we need to get some uh, T-shirts made, the M-A-B-D T-shirts. I would wear that. By the way... Also. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep up with Gen Z and, and all of the different lingo that, you know, because every generation has their own lingo. And I, I started to hear my kids and some of the other kids at church talk about uh, the word bussin'. You know, if you describe something as bussin', that means it's like good or it's cool or whatever. So when we came up with more and better disciples, I told my kids, I said, why don't we just say more and bussin' disciples? And they said, Dad, you're killing me. Don't ever say that in public. I said, all right, I'll save that for the house or that, my podcast. That's probably uh, good advice. You know, when you said bussing, <laughs> I, I had some flashbacks back to the, the bus ministry. I oh, thought that's well, yeah, well, actually, so, that's so. a good one of the one of the strategies for 2024, man. That's you're, right. You're going to be the bus captain, Keith. That's right. Coming <laughs> to Crossgate near you. Um, no, but I, man, I love, I love that, um, correlation to the Great Commission. And I love the fact that when, when Jesus said that in Matthew 28, you know, he says, make disciples of all nations, but th- there's really a lot there. You know, he talks about baptizing them. Um, you know, obviously, baptism is the first step of obedience after salvation, uh, right? So people are making decisions, we're baptizing them. But then, like you said, the, the teaching them to obey takes time and effort um, and repetition. So there's there's a lot that goes into making disciples. It's not just a, uh, a quick one-time thing. So I love that that is our purpose, more and better disciples. So let me ask you this, Phil. Um, how do you think we're doing as a church um, in fulfilling our purpose right now? Well, that's a great question, Keith. And, uh, you know, I, I remember one of the speakers at the Southern Baptist Convention earlier this year said, he quoted Winston Churchill, and I'm quoting off the top of my head now, but he said, you know, no matter how good of a system you might have, every once in a while it's good to look at results. Right? So if you never look at the results, then how can you really assess your system? So I think More and Better Disciples is actually, first of all, it's a tremendous uh, guide point. You know, it's, a, it's a tremendous compass. I think, like with a lot of churches, we are doing pretty well at making better disciples, although I would say I feel like Crossgate Church is set up as good as almost any church I've ever seen at truly making better disciples uh, between what we have going on on Sunday mornings, and then you add to that specifically what we have going on Wednesday nights with regeneration and re-engage and some of the other key disciple-making uh, initiatives we have, and then you look at our D-group network. I mean, just a tremendous network of D-groups, discipleship groups uh, that, that we've launched over the last couple of years. And, and then I even think about some of our prayer initiatives through Prayer Partner Network and House of Prayer. I'm seeing some people making some steps in directions that, that lead them outside of their comfort zone as followers of Jesus uh, because of several of these initiatives we have. On the flip side, I would tell you, I and, and I've, I've said this before in our podcasts and other venues, 
we are definitely not where we need to be with making more disciples. But that's true. That That's systemically true of churches all across our country in terms of personal evangelism, uh, both in terms of training people, equipping people, sending people, and discipling them throughout that process. We're going to be talking a lot more about that in the coming days and definitely in 2024. Uh, but all that to say, I, I just I love our purpose statement because what it does, it, it prevents a church from leaning too far in one direction or the other. Because churches tend to follow along kind of a polarized uh, you know, continuum where they're either heavy on discipleship and, and training and teaching, but they're not real big on evangelism. Or some churches, and there's not many like these anymore, but there's a few of them that are all in on evangelism, but then they don't really have a solid uh, process for making better disciples. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, and I would agree with that assessment, and um, I, I think, you know, as someone who's been at Crosscape for a little while now, I've seen us make a lot of progress, but, man, I'm excited about the potential and in, in what God is doing uh, leading into the future. Um, so I, I have to admit, uh, Phil, whenever I heard that you were potentially coming to Crossgate, I mean, I heard your name. I kind of Facebook stalked you Uh-oh. a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, true confessions here. Um, but um, I, it, but when I looked on your Facebook, I, I can't remember if it was in your bio or something like that, but I seen that purpose statement that uh, Glor- I make Glorifying more, God by making more and better disciples. For, that, that's my purpose statement on my Facebook page. There, there you go. And so it's inter- it was interesting to me that uh, that was your seemed to be your personal purpose statement, but then you know obviously introducing that to the church. So I think you know someone would look at a church and be like, oh man, that's a great purpose for a church. Um, but I don't know that I've ever really thought about it as a personal purpose statement. Tell us a little bit about how that came about and why that's so personal for you. So the Great Commission, I, I, I was incredibly blessed to be saved in a church where the Great Commission was our heartbeat. Uh, First Baptist Church of Lake Wales, Florida. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I chose to go to New Orleans Seminary, because when I look at the seal of the of the seminary, the official seal of the seminary, it has Matthew 28, uh, 18 and t- through 20, uh, go and make disciples of all nations. It's, it's on their seal. So all that to say uh, that there's been so many different influential voices in my life over the years where the Great Commission has, has had a, a significant priority. And so, you know, more and better disciples just make sense in terms of what I'm supposed to be doing, right? I mean, I, whether, whether it, every day I, I walk out to my vehicle and I see that license plate, and I'm dead serious when I say this, God has used that license plate to challenge me so many times when I just glance at it. And there's been times I, I've asked myself, okay, what am I going to do today in an, in an effort to endeavor to make more disciples? What, what person is going to stand before me today that I already know about? Or, uh, for example, I had a guy come over, over to my house just yesterday to fix the garage door came from Little Rock, and, and it was pretty quickly uh, evident to me that he was actually of the Muslim faith. And we started conversing a little bit. Uh, didn't have a lot of time to talk, but uh, I, I've already got a time to set up with him and grab some dinner and, uh, and, and keep the conversation going, right? So I had to be ready for that. that w- to me, that was a divine appointment, right? But, but, but as I'm constantly reminded, more and better disciples, more and better disciples, better disciples. I'm thinking about the discipleship groups that I lead. We, we have one on Sunday nights. I just wrapped up one for high school boys on Wednesday morning, and I need to kind of recock that thing in terms of collecting some more uh, young guys to, to disciple and, and to pour into. So that's, that's, it, that's the level where this applies to my life, in addition to the fact that I get a chance to disciple my, my own children, you know, my family. 
Yeah, that's great, um, and, and really challenges me personally um, to be more intentional about making more and better disciples. And, you know, I think for someone who is a church member or maybe even just you know attending or maybe even doesn't, um, who's listening to that, they might say, well, Phil, you're the lead pastor of a church. You're called to ministry. You're supposed to have this big emphasis on the Great Commission. That's your job, right? Um, but how can we as a church go from um, viewing this as the purpose of the church as a whole to this is my individual purpose? How do we go from we make more and better disciples to I make more and better disciples? Well, great question. And of course, purpose always springs from identity, right? And so for people to understand that I am first and foremost, when I say I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this could apply to anyone, not just Phil Kramer. But when you say, I am first and foremost a follower of Jesus Christ who happens to sell cars or who happens to be a teacher at Lakeside or who happens to be whatever, right? Uh, I, th- that's who I am, a disciple of Jesus Christ. For me, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ who happens to be a pastor in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I mean, when I was, when I was enlisted in the Marines as an as a, as a 18, 19, 20-year-old young man, I pretty much felt the same way that I feel now in terms of, I mean, I I was a follower of Jesus, a born-again follower of Jesus who happened to be in the Marines, right? And so it it didn't really matter where I was at or what I was doing, right? So first of all, purpose flows from identity. And when we begin to see that, that to be a growing follower of Jesus who lives and loves like Jesus and leads others to follow him, that's like who I am. That's not just something I do, right? And so then you begin to see, okay, this needs to be at the forefront of my mind, Every single person, whether it's the car hop at Sonic or a family member or anybody, every single person that stands before me throughout the day is either saved or lost, saved or lost. And as I shared a couple Sundays ago, my good friend Frank Shelton has often said, a a, a follower of Jesus should always be looking for a way in, not a way out. Even yesterday, right? This guy came over to the house just to fix something for a home warranty deal that would have taken 10 minutes. And then he started pointing out some things to me that, that, that where the, the garage door needed some maintenance. And I did agree. I mean, I, I felt like it legitimately needed maintenance. And he said, I can knock that out now in about 45 minutes, or we can set up a time later. And I'm thinking, how do I stay in this guy's life? How, how do I, either way, whether he stayed at the house longer or uh, I had him come back later, I mean, those were ways to, to continue the conversation. So I ended up having him stay longer just so I could have a little more of a conversation yesterday. But then I already thought about the fact, okay, how can I create another touch point, right? Always looking for a way in. Uh, so that it's just, I mean, that becomes, it's, it's like driving a manual transmission. Now I know, you know, depending on how old people are, they may or may not even know how to do that or know what I'm talking about. But when you first start driving a manual transmission, it's kind of clunky. You know, you have to be incredibly deliberate. It almost seems... It just it seems like a bigger hassle than it's worth. But then once you get this thing going, man, you're just you're cruising down the road like you don't even you work through all the gears without even realizing and you're in fifth gear before you know it, right? And so that's just one of those things where you develop a, a, a personal culture of being aware of this soul consciousness. Every single person I meet is either saved or lost. God help me to find a way into this person's life, even if it's just to give them an invite card, right? I mean, we have a rack full of invite cards right there by the front door. If our people are doing what God has called them to do, man, you will not be able to keep that rack full of cards because they'll be gone, 
I mean, again, every time I run into somebody, how can I invite this person to church? By the way, one of the things I'm going to get with um, our tech team on is, is I'm going to record about a three or four minute little uh, uh, salvation testimony presentation of the gospel, put that on our website, and then create some some cards or include that on the invite cards we have now. Let's just say you're out in town and you run into someone and, and you would love to have a, a, a longer conversation with them. Time doesn't permit, schedule doesn't permit. Hand them a card and say, would you do me a favor? Just watch this three-minute video. I would appreciate it if you did that. And then, boom, leave it to the Lord, right? So there's just all kinds of different ways that we want to we be intentional on making more and better disciples. Yeah, that's so great. And, um, man, I'm excited uh, for the opportunities that we have to do that that are coming up. Uh, here in the fall, because there are there are several of them. Um, one of the ones that um, we're going to be talking about here in uh, the near future is uh, called Life Plus. I'm so excited about that. Um, just a way that we can intentionally uh, include other people in our everyday lives and things that we already have planned. And uh, we've got other initiatives like Pray and Go and um, different things that, that we have planned where we can really focus in on making more and better disciples for Jesus Christ. Um, well, hey, we are almost out of time for today, uh, but thank you so much, uh, Pastor Phil, for being back on the podcast. So excited to get kicked off again. Uh, just coming up in future episodes, we're going to talk some more about what it means to be a disciple. Of course, we've got a great definition, but we're going to dig into what that looks like in everyday life and how we can be a growing follower of Jesus Christ. And then we're going to talk about how. Uh, how do we make more disciples? How do we make better disciples and some very specific opportunities to do both of those. So thank you so much for your time today, Phil. Keith, God bless you, brother. And I'm so glad we're back uh, with uh, our podcast on a regular basis. Can't wait to uh, record next week's. Same here. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the More and Better Disciples podcast, a ministry of Crossgate Church in Hot Springs, Arkansas. To learn more, join us on our website, crossgate.org.